One year to go to the Tokyo Olympics the second time around. In the lead up to the Games, towards the hosting the Games next year, uh, the government of Japan will start examining uh, measures uh, entry process for athletes, games officials. Masa Takaya, media chief and spokesman for Tokyo 2020, will join us today on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. We're celebrating an Olympic first this week, one year to go to the Tokyo Olympics for the second time. Never before in the Games have there been a postponement. That drastic action was taken in late March in response to the coronavirus pandemic. The schedule for the Tokyo Olympics next year will be the same, differing by one day with the opening ceremony now set for July 23rd. This coming Friday night, July 24th, was to be the opening of the Games. With everything set to go and in a high level of preparation, the Tokyo 2020 team has had to refocus its mission and handle the thousands of details that have arisen due to the postponement. So far, so good we hear. The venue scheduled to be used this year will be available next year. One major hurdle that has been cleared, but there's lots more to go over. The demands of uh, the coronavirus countermeasures for social distancing and other precautions have uh, made things a little bit more complicated for the best laid plans of Tokyo. Masa Takaya has been with Tokyo 21 since the days it was bidding for the Olympics more than seven years ago. And he's been a frequent guest all the time on Around the Rings Radio. And we're glad to have you with us. Good evening to you, Masa Takaya. Hope everything is going well in Tokyo this evening, a late night for you. Uh, no problem at all. Yeah, first of all, thank you very much for this opportunity. As always, uh, it's my pleasure to uh, join this podcast. Yeah, and what's it? Uh, it's now four months, just about four months since the uh, postponement. What's what's the mood there at Tokyo 2020? How's the morale? How's it all going? Yeah, obviously, uh, straight after the uh, announcement of the postponement, um, I think I told you their uh, similar uh, impression during the during the last time of the podcast. But uh, obviously, their uh, staff members uh, were uh, devastated by their uh, decision. Uh, we thought uh, we'd be able to have the games this summer, feeling like that uh, we were running a marathon. And then at 40K, uh, we were told that uh, there will be another 10K. So oh, there was a um, you know, disappointment in, in, in a greater degree. But in the meantime, staff members and all involved were fully understanding that uh, it was the right decision to make. Uh, for the sake of their uh, safety and health of athletes and all involved, we were uh, uh, absolutely on the same page that uh, it was the right decision, right call to make. So uh, uh, afterwards, um, you know, uh, four months have, have been already passed. There was a, you know, lots of change uh, in terms of the social mood and other things. But one thing I'd like to mention is that a, uh, in Japan, professional sports leagues uh, have been uh, resumed. The regular season of the baseball already started in June. Professional uh, football league, J-League, also resumed its regular season at the end of June, early in July. And then those uh, professional leagues already started uh, even accommodating a spectators up to 5,000 people from the mid of July 
So, you know, these sports scenes are absolutely encouraging us. The mood has been changing by this encouraging scenes by the sports. So, that's the situation we have now. Of course, we are not. Of course, we are not optimistic about the situation, but there has been a change. Uh, in terms of the atmosphere by the sports. With the sports teams going into play and maybe spectators starting to show up in more and more numbers, is this the kind of experience that Tokyo 2020 is looking at as far as a decision goes on how to fill the, the, the grandstands next year? Uh, yeah, uh, as I said, uh, those, those sports scenes are uh, really encouraging uh, in, in delivering the games next year and also oh, not only about the uh, domestic sports scenes uh, you may be aware that uh, international sports calendars uh, in uh, Olympic sports uh, uh, will resume uh, from, from this summer some from August, some from in September and that will be a, another uh, encouragement uh, in terms of uh, delivering the games next year and you have received word from all of the venues that you're planning to use next year that they will be available for use during the Olympics. Is that 100% all the venues? Yeah, um, all the venues which were uh, supposed to be used for this year's games have been uh, once again uh, secured for their uh, games next year. Um, all the venues, all the 43 competition venues, uh, along with the Olympic Village and um, IBC MPC as well, uh, which was uh, one of the major, uh, very important uh, first step uh, in terms of the uh, preparation for the for the uh, games next year. Uh, so uh, we are now moving into the next phase uh, in in preparing for the games next year after securing. Uh, uh, these competition venues, we are now in the phase of uh, simplifying the games uh, in order to uh, reduce the uh, budget, in, in order to reduce the cost and uh, reduce the uh, complexity of the games. So uh, that's the status we have now. Yeah, and how important is the simplification? And I guess it applies to everything anything and everything within the work of Tokyo 2020? Or are you trying to find a, a simpler way, an easier way to, to get things done and get the job done as well? Yeah, um, uh, considering the situation we are facing now, uh, simplification is uh, very, very important for organizing the games. You know, uh, there are uh, many people around the world are still suffering from this uh, global crisis. And uh, we need to uh, fully understand how the, uh, how the sports and the Olympic and the Paralympic Games should play a, a role in society uh, in that respect. Uh, we want to focus on uh, the pure value of the uh, Olympic and Paralympic Games uh, by reducing the uh, complexity of the hosting the games. And what does that mean in a practical sense? For example, what might it mean for the, the sports competitions, the, the events of the games? Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, how you'd be able to achieve this simplification, um, there has been a, uh, you know, a long, long and intense discussion uh, between the IOC and Tokyo 2020 
and also involving uh, international federations, national Olympic committees, national Paralympic committees, and all stakeholders. It, this is still in the middle of the process uh, in terms of simplification. So uh, we are not going into details, but uh, uh, we are. We have been able to list up uh, more than 200 items. Um, which uh, could be a element that we should be able to achieve this simplification. So uh, we are uh, working out item by item, uh, working closely with the IOC to identify, uh, you know, which item uh, should be worked out uh, in terms of, uh, sorry, in, in order to achieve this uh, simplification. Now, what is the thinking about the Olympic Village and whether changes will need to be made there, given, given the change in behavior we have following the pandemic, with social distancing, the need to provide spacing. The Olympic Village is a really important part of the Olympic Games, and at the same time, it just doesn't work, it seems, with the idea of social distancing and other anti-coronavirus measures taking place. Um, yeah, this is a very uh, complex but important question. Uh, first of all, from the uh, perspective of the process in simplification, um, we are looking into uh, this uh, simplification with every possible way, wherever possible. Uh, so obviously, uh, we are looking into uh, every uh, possible element of organizing the organizing the games, including the uh, operation of the Olympic Village. But in the meantime, uh, we still want to uh, place the utmost importance of uh, sports and athletes uh, in delivering the games. So uh, we want to uh, keep their uh, traditional idea. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, giving a uh, Olympic and Paralympic experience to sports and athletes. But in the meantime, once again, uh, from the perspective of simplification, um, we are looking into every possible way. So uh, we cannot um, uh, give you a, a very concrete idea on that. But uh, uh, on the other side, uh, as you said, from the perspective of the uh, countermeasures on the uh, uh, COVID-19, the uh, exact status I can tell you today is that obviously uh, this is the biggest challenge ahead of us. Uh, so oh, we are looking into uh, we are looking into it right now. But there are concrete uh, discussions to establish the countermeasures on uh, COVID-19 is uh, starting this autumn, this autumn onwards. And then to do so, uh, recently uh, we mentioned that uh, we will establish a, a meeting body uh, attended by the national government, Tokyo, Metropol Tokyo Metropolitan Government, and Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee uh, to have a thorough uh, discussion uh, on this uh, important topic. So uh, we should be able to see a, a much better picture in terms of the concrete countermeasures on COVID-19 uh, this autumn onwards. But it is likely that there would need to be some pretty big changes in how the Olympic Village is organized if these same protocols about social distancing and other virus countermeasures are still in effect next year this time. 
Yeah, given the situation uh, we are facing now, uh, we can speculate, you know, many possible options in terms of their uh, countermeasures. But uh, um, yeah, as I said, uh, there will be a meeting body attended by these uh, three key parties from this other moment. So in that respect, I cannot uh, give you any optimistic view uh, and concrete ideas uh, uh, at this stage. Can you explain a little bit more about this new group, this three-party group that was was announced last week during the IOC session? That are this is the government of Tokyo, the government of Japan, Tokyo 2020, and these three bodies are to get together to discuss what the most critical items, the most critical decisions that need to be made regarding Tokyo 2020. Uh, yes, correct. Um, uh, the, our leaderships uh, mentioned that uh, since the countermeasures on the COVID-19 heavily involved their uh, government matter, so oh, oh, the leaderships mentioned that this meeting body will be led by, uh, initiated by the national government. Uh, we haven't been able to identify exactly who is uh, joining this meeting, but uh, uh, obviously senior officials from uh, those three key parties uh, will join this meeting and discuss uh, their uh, uh, concrete countermeasures on the COVID-19. Involving possibly quarantining of athletes, whether international visitors might be allowed into Japan, decisions at that level, perhaps. Yeah, I will have to uh, repeat uh, the similar answer I gave you earlier. Uh, in terms of the concrete measures, um, yeah, um, uh, I have to be prudent at this stage. Uh, these three bodies uh, will discuss that thoroughly uh, from this uh, autumn onward. Uh, what I can tell you today is that uh, just today uh, there was a, a regular uh, COVID-19 task force meeting uh, conducted by the uh, Prime Minister's Office of Japan earlier today and uh, Prime Minister Abe uh, mentioned that uh, in the lead-up to the Games towards the hosting the Games next year uh, the government of Japan will start examining uh, measures, uh, entry process for athletes, games officials, etc., etc., et uh, which shows his uh, continuous and consistent support towards uh, hosting the games. And we uh, obviously uh, really appreciate uh, such a uh, determination uh, by uh, Prime Minister Abe earlier today. Yeah, for, for, for now, there are no international visitors in any practical way to, to Tokyo, to, to Japan. You're not getting visits from National Olympic Committee representatives. That's sort of normal travel that takes place before a Games in an Olympic host city is not taking place right now, is it? Uh, yeah, the uh, situation remains. Uh, so in that respect, um, uh, as I said uh, earlier today, uh, Prime Minister Abe uh, gave that uh, remarks to uh, the government of Japan to start examining, reviewing the uh, possible measures in entry process for athletes, games, officials, and others uh, for the uh, next year's game. So uh, once again, concrete countermeasures on 
the matter of the COVID-19 uh, will be discussed by this uh, meeting body starting this autumn. The statistics say that 99% tourism, international tourism to Japan is down 99% so far this year. Do you notice it just as a, as a Tokyo resident, as someone going to living and working every day in the city, do you notice that there are fewer international visitors in town? Uh, it's a tough question. Um, yeah, frankly speaking, and honestly speaking, my day-to-day -day life is like coming <laughs> from, you know, my place to, to my office, going back and forth early in the morning and very in the late at night. So uh, I don't see even any people on the street. And, and certainly no, no international visitors at Tokyo 2020 headquarters right now. What happens to the torch relay? There was mention of that last week during the reports to the uh, IOC session that the torch relay is, is being reorganized and that there are plans to still have this event, but obviously perhaps with simplification and other changes that may still be demanded by the uh, coronavirus countermeasures. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, as I said, so the simplification uh, will be applied to uh, every possible area, uh, wherever possible. Uh, in that respect, uh, we are obviously looking into the Olympic Tochile, how we'll be able to achieve this uh, simplification. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, this is something we have been very consistent uh, ever since the uh, announcement of the postponement. You know, the uh, torch bearers, uh, runners, uh, were already informed that uh, they will be able to carry the torch uh, during the torch relay, which was supposed to happen this year. We should not uh, disappoint them. So in that respect, we would like to respect uh, the basic a fundamental framework we established for oh, this year's Tochi Relay. But uh, in the meantime, we are now looking into what we can do in terms of simplification. So our oh, final outcome uh, has not been announced yet. Um, once we see the better picture, uh, we should be able to say uh, something more concrete. And Mr. Muto, the CEO of Tokyo 2020 reported last week that the Olympic flame was being cared for properly and was in good shape. Do we have any update on when, the, uh, when and how the Olympic flame might make uh, another entry into uh, Japan? Uh, the uh, Olympic flame uh, is um, yeah, still with us, uh, which is another encouragement element in delivering the games next year. It is our spirit. So it is important uh, to uh, keep the uh, Olympic flame being told uh, in Japan right now. There has been a discussion that uh, we want to uh, display uh, this uh, Olympic flame, I mean lantern, in some, parts of, uh, in some parts of our country, possibly at the uh, Olympic Museum uh, in, in Tokyo. Uh, no uh, concrete date have not been announced yet. Uh, we obviously have to keep monitoring the situation. So uh, when uh, it is appropriate, uh, we should be able to calculate uh, such the information. What do you think will be the next big issue, big uh, question that Tokyo 2020 needs to uh, address or solve on the way to uh, the new games, new, new dates for the games next year? 
Yeah, so let me say this this way. Uh, so when we established our own roadmap uh, to deliver the games next year, uh, when we established this uh, roadmap uh, in June, uh, uh, which was approved during the IOC executive board last month, um, we it, it decided to take a phase-to-phase -phase approach uh, in the lead-up to the games. The first important phase was to concentrate on the uh, securing venues and uh, cement the competition schedule, uh, which was just achieved uh, last week. We reported it to the IOC session. And then we are now in the uh, next uh, important step, uh, which is about the entire process of the simplification. And finally, uh, as you said, uh, the biggest challenge ahead of us is to establish the robust countermeasures on COVID-19, uh, which is the uh, third phase uh, starting from this autumn. A little bit different year to go than it was last year. I, I was looking at an op-ed that I wrote that was published on uh, July, July 24th, 2019, that said Tokyo Games worry-free. Uh, in Tokyo last year, the IOC president was there to invite the athletes of the world to uh, Tokyo, send out the invitations. I think the medals were, were unveiled as well that day. A lot of ceremony. Uh, what's this one year to go, this second crack at one year to go? What is that? What is that looking like? A, a, a little bit more low key? Uh, right. So, you know, the given the situation, uh, we are uh, facing this global crisis. Uh, it is very obvious that uh, we should uh, not make a, a big, big celebration to, to mark this uh, one year to go milestone. But still, uh, there is a, a fact that uh, we mark uh, this. Uh, one year to go. Uh, one year to go from now, uh, we will uh, host the Olympic and Paralympic Games. So in that respect, uh, we are uh, planning to uh, conduct a, a very short, uh, small uh, presentation delivering a, a message from the uh, National Stadium at 8 p.m., uh, which will be the uh, starting time of the opening ceremony of the Tokyo 2020 Games. Uh, so that's going to happen, uh, the uh, one year to go opportunity, actually 23rd of July. And uh, you still have the uh, Paralympic Games following the uh, Olympics next year. Uh, yes. Anything to say about the changes there? How is the how are the adjustments being made for the Paralympic Games? Dates for the uh, Paralympic Games are of course are already set, and uh, uh, you know the preparing for the games means we are preparing for both the Olympic and the Paralympic Games. Of course, uh, we cemented the competition schedule for the Olympic Games first, and it was uh, just announced last week. And in the meantime, uh, obviously, we are uh, working on cementing the uh, competition schedules for the Paralympic Games. So the preparations are underway uh, simultaneously. And obviously, they would be the Paralympics would be subject to the same principles of simplification that you are trying to. Uh address for all of your plans to to make it easier to stage both games 
Yeah, so once again, given the situation we are facing, the simplification has to be applied in every possible area. Um, so we are looking into uh, every possible opportunity right now. But uh, yeah, once again, I just cannot go into too much details of exactly uh, what would be the uh, you know biggest uh, simplification item or similar stuff. Masa Takaya, it's uh, late in the day for you in Tokyo. We appreciate you being with us to give us this update on things in Tokyo. We hope things go well. Thank you very much. We have been speaking with Masa Takaya, Media Chief Spokesman for Tokyo 2020, on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Ed Hula. For 30 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.